This is the podcast that rocked for May 19th, 2023. My name is Luke, host of the YouTube channel Rocked, and this is where you're going to cover all the news in the world of rock, metal, alternative, and everything in between. Let's jump right into it and figure out what Corey Taylor thinks, which is the meme that just won't die. Corey Taylor just released his new single off his second solo album, CMF2. The song Beyond is available now, and the new album is coming out later this fall. You can expect a lot more information and stuff from the album coming later. September 15th is CMF2 Day. Corey has been interviewed several times since then, just promoting the new album this week, and Corey has a lot of thoughts on a few things, as normal. AI being the main one that I want to talk about, though. It was a little bit ago that someone posted a Chester Bennington cover of Snuff that was AI-generated, meaning they took Chester's voice, ran that through an AI program, and taught it to sing Snuff. It was off-putting to say the least. I was not a fan. I get what the person creating it was going for, but it was uncomfortable and unnecessary, to put it politely. Corey Taylor also agrees with a lot of that and then some. When asked about the AI-generated Chester Pennington cover of Snuff, he talked about AI in general, saying, It's cheap. I don't know what it is about human beings. They keep opening Pandora's box, for God's sake. It's scary, dude. I thought deepfake was bad, and now here comes AI, and all you do is teach this thing to do this, or you type this thing to do that, and all of a sudden, it's just here. How much more do we want to listen? How, how much how much more do we want to lessen, and I mean lessen as in detract from, what we actually do as a human beings? How much more do we want to take away from our own creativity? How much more do we want to make reality completely pointless? Or better yet, how much do we completely want to devalue true talent, true creativity, true hard work, true persistence, and heart to the point that now people are going to question whether or not it's you? It's so ridiculous. Recently on The Rock Channel, we had some fun with Google Bard just seeing how many time things they got wrong, and boy oh boy, was it a lot. I think the biggest issue about it is that Google Bard, for example, as one AI program, is gathering false information and spewing it out that way. The AI robots will get improved over time, but what are we really using AI for? Are we using AI to do repetitive, monotonous tasks as it's designed, or are we trying to make new art in place of actual creative art? I don't know. One more thing that Corey Taylor talked about was the use of backing tracks live. Corey explained, first of all, that if you use backing tracks for your music for live performances and things like that, it's different than when you're actually creating music on an album. If you have a backtrack to something that's on studio performance, that's a lot different. He said that I want to set the record straight. Something been on stage at the solo shows I've seen trying to make a point about real life as opposed to tracks and computer live. Now, before I say anything, I want to say that I am not saying there is anything wrong with using computers or using tracks. To each his own. It's fine. It's that what you want to do, that's fine. But for me, my proudest moment is that we get up on stage and we do it as a band. If you hear wrong notes, that is live. If you hear wrong chords, that is live. If you hear me mess the words up, that is live. That makes the experience completely individual to the person at the show. This has to do with people relying on backtracks to the point where if a laptop isn't working or a backtrack is missing, the song can't be performed and sometimes the show has to be cancelled. I think the over-reliance on backtracks is what's going on here for some bands. And I have no problem with backtracks live even. I've heard them work well, but you can't rely on them. They're supposed to be backtracks in the background. I do agree with Corey that backtracks, eh, it's not really that big of a deal if you're using it for making the music. But when you're live and you rely on a backtrack to help make your music, that kind of defeats the purpose of being a live musician. 
In festival news, two festivals were announced this week, first being Riot Fest, announced in Chicago for 2023, headlined by Foo Fighters, The Cure, The Postal Service Reunion, Queens of the Stone Age, The Mars Volta, Turnstile, and a whole lot more September 15th through the 17th. I personally think the lineup's strong. It has good variety, a lot of different bands, everything from Code Orange to Mr. Bungle, all the way to Frank Turner and Flogging Molly. There's a lot of big names here. This is a unique lineup. I think they did well with this. Also, you can find more information at riotfest.org as well as on rock.net. I would go if I'm able to. I'm going to apply for it. I don't know if I'll get in or not. I've never been to Riot Fest before. But one thing remains certain. I'm not sure why Chicago has such a great festival with such a rotten football team. If they can invest a little bit of effort more into their actual NFL team than some of these great festivals, they might be doing better when the playoffs come around. The other full lineup festival this week announced was Blue Ridge Rock Fest held in Southern Virginia. This features headliners with Slipknot, Shinedown, Pantera Reunion, and other huge names including Beartooth, Till Lindemann of Ramstein, Evanescence, Rise Against, Baby Metal, and Death Clock, and a whole lot more. This is a European-style festival with different sages and different lineups set literally in the middle of nowhere in Southern Virginia, so I do kind of get it. The name of the town is Alton. Lots of big names. There's hip-hop acts at night as well. Tons of variety. This is the festival that had a little lot had a little bit a lot of trouble a couple years ago at the previous venue last year they attempted to step things up again and this year they're trying to improve more so it's hopeful that they've learned from their mistakes and are trying to make something big passes are still available at blueridgerockfest.org you can check that out and the full lineup on rock.net i think the lineup is strong this is what i said before whether you love or hate all the bands on this lineup for four days it's a lot of variety and there's a lot of big names and you have to say it's an impressive bill for a festival the only downside you'll probably probably have no cell phone service in Southern Virginia, let alone at a festival in Southern Virginia. So you'll pretty be but so you'll pretty much be remote for a few days. And now for reason 437 why Five Finger Death Punch is awful. Chris Kale, normally the more level-headed one of the band, proved just how much of a monster he is. There was an unfortunate shooting at a Little League baseball diamond in America. Shootings are normal here in the United States. Little kids were being shot at. You see little kids on video running away from it. Chris Kale decided to make a ha-ha out of the situation, and it's pretty disgusting where you're making jokes out of kids being shot at. The first statement was him saying, that's the only exciting baseball game I've ever seen. When someone called him out on this, rather politely, might I say, a shooting at a children's baseball game? Maybe not the best subject to make a joke on. Chris Kale doubled down on being an idiot, saying, I said it and I stand by it. The internet is a safe space as that baseball field. Out of here before you get your feelings hurt for real, sugar. So apparently Chris Kale does not care about children, but also he thinks he's hilarious. Much like a lot of the edgelords and monster chugging bros that follow five figure death punch if you're a fan of five figure death punch you're not expecting high level intelligence or banter or any type of conversation you just want chugs whether that's the same guitar riff chugs or monster energy chugs you just want chugs Today on May 19th, Sleep Token just released their latest album, Take Me Back to Eden, and the majority of the reception is really strong. I gave my short album review on it. It's on Rock.net and on the YouTube channel. This is a huge step up in production and quality and song composition, everything. I think this is worth checking out. Whether you're into the music or not, you can hear the quality of sound and the type of music that's being made. There's variety from guitars to piano and saxophone. There's something here. I think Sleep Token finally might be a band that's willing to take off and get a lot more recognition in a relatively short amount of time. We still don't know the identity of Vessel or the other members in the band, but one thing's for sure, someone's gonna run on stage and probably rip that mask off. It's awful, but some fans just can't control themselves. 
Finally, we'll go to the Billboard Mainstream Rock Airplay chart. Every week, we try to check out which songs are blessing or plaguing the airwaves in FM and satellite radio. This week, coming at number three, is the title track from Metallica's 72 Seasons. Number two, Soul on Fire by Godsmack. And shooting up to number one, Rescued by Foo Fighters. I'm impressed that Rescued got all the way to number one, and I like the song too. It's nothing out of the ordinary for Foo Fighters, but this does show a pretty strong foot forward for the upcoming album after losing Taylor Hawkins. 72 Seasons, the title track, I'm actually surprised made it to number three considering how long the track is, but then again, it's Metallica. I'm pretty sure James Hetfield could sneeze into a microphone and FM would play it. Also, Godsmack's still here proving to me that FM radio really does rely on the same names. Whether I like the songs or not, Foo Fighters, Metallica, yeah, those are the same names as well. That was some of the music news this past week. Special thanks to Brandon, Bruce, Chris Goldman, and Dom Noble over on Patreon. You can find Dom Noble on YouTube covering all your literary and film adaptation questions at some entertaining, if not shockingly crude and foul-mouthed British banter from the man. You can also find Radio Dead Air on YouTube covering all the idiot human news because people will never stop being awful. And finally, Wrestling Soup, which you can cover on all podcast forms if you're a professional wrestling fan. Thank you all again, and please remember, whenever Corey Taylor speaks, we need to listen, because we all want to know what Corey Taylor thinks.